listening to the Astral Hour. I'm your host, Astral Meadow. Join me as we take a glimpse into the mysterious. Welcome, everyone. Today, I'm joined with Jennifer Mitchell. She is the founder of The Soul Experience and the host of the podcast, The Soul Traveler, where she helps expand awareness around topics like past life regression, self-healing, and between life exploration. Welcome to the show. I am so excited to be here on the Astral Hour. Thank you so much for having me on as a guest today. Yeah, thank you for reaching out and being interested in coming on the show. It's I'm really excited. I love this topic so much, so um, I'm excited to explore this with you. Um, so for those who don't know you, could you give us a little background on yourself and your spiritual journey? Absolutely. I would love to do that. Um, I'll just start with a little bit about my childhood. Uh, growing up, I had a, uh, a pretty traumatic childhood. Now looking back at it, uh, both my parents struggled with substance abuse, addiction, and my mom, we recently found out now, um, was struggling most of my childhood with schizof- uh, schizophrenia. So she had a really hard time differentiating and understanding reality. I left my home at a young age and I moved out here to Las Vegas where I still currently live. And I joined the corporate world and I had this drive to make something of myself because I thought that's what we have to do, right? Mm -hmm. In society, like you can't follow your passion, you can't follow your dream. You know, you need to work that nine to five to pay rent. And so I found myself bouncing around from high stress job to high stress job. Looking back now, I was really attracting like very high stress jobs. (laughs) Um, And I was unfulfilled in my career. Um, To be honest, I was miserable. I would spend my Sundays in bed crying because I didn't want to get up and go to work that that following Monday because I knew I had to be miserable for five days in a row. Mm. But everything changed for me one day when I was scrolling on YouTube and I came across a Dolores Cannon video. And I don't know if you or your listeners are familiar with Dolores Cannon, but her content is just mind blowing. And I had this spark inside of me that I hadn't felt in so long. I went on this Dolores Cannon binge. I could not get enough. And she was talking about past life regressions and how her clients were uncovering um, details of ancient, um, you know, Egypt and lives on other planets and that bones were cracking in the middle of self-healing sessions. And I was amazed. I was shocked. And I knew right away, I have to get a session. (laughs) And so I, uh, this was back in 2017, I went and I was trying to find a practitioner. There was nobody here at the time in Las Vegas. So I ended up booking a session with a level three practitioner out in California. I flew out there and I had a session. My higher self told me during the session that I was to become a practitioner and that my life purpose was to help people. Because there's a point in the session where we call forward the higher self, the soul, the older soul, whatever you want to call it. And it talks on recording and it tells you, you know, whatever it is that you want to know. And so I took this information and I was feeling a little overwhelmed, <laughs> you know, right? Still like, oh my goodness, how am I going to feed my family? I can't just quit my job and be a practitioner. And so I kind of went on and just 
shoved it aside for a little while and kept, you know, doing what I thought I needed to do, but it was in the back of my mind. And I climbed further up the ranks into an executive position at a bank where I was really unhappy. I was being bullied a lot in the workplace and um, something was going to break and it was going to be me. I was actually drinking in the parking lot before work because I didn't want to go in. And one day I was doing that and before I was went into the bank and I was crying in the parking lot and I didn't want to go in and I heard my higher self, which say to me, it's time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and this was right in the middle of the pandemic, which ironically enough, like why was the pandemic the catalyst for so much awakening and so much change? I don't know, but it was. <laughs> so I went in and I put my notice in. And I was like, I'm going to do this. Like, this is my calling. My higher self told me to do this. I believe in it. I love it. I'm inspired. And so here I am um, <laughs> in a few years now. And I feel like that was a really long intro, <laughs> no. but that's my story. <laughs> and, oh, that's uh, beautiful. The work is just so amazing. I'm so passionate about it. So, Yes, I was similar to you where as soon as I heard Dolores Cannon for the first time, it was on coast to coast. It was like two o'clock in the morning or something. And I just loved her. You know, there was about five guests on there that I had to write their name down and, you know, start looking them up. And she was one of them. And I bought her books. You know, I started watching all her YouTube stuff. And I just felt so drawn to her. And it's not like that with everyone. A lot of people, you know, I'll be like, well, you know, I like this, but then that makes me feel a little weird. But like, I, she just kept making me feel good. It was yes. You know, my soul kept saying yes, more and more. Um, and I have had a BQH session. I haven't had the QHHT, but it was profound. Um, and one of my first steps into, you know, accessing my past lives and things like that. And it was just such a cool thing to be able to do it because I'd had like Akashic Record readings. Um, but obviously you're not seeing anything, right? So when I was in the BQH, I was like completely immersed you know, into this other, these other worlds. I went to three different um, places and I was just like, wow, it's like being in a video game or something, you know, I'm like, I can see all of these things around me. And, um, you know, I'm an Akashic Records reader now. And so I, I am getting like impressions and stuff. And I'm like wondering, I'm like, is it the same thing? Like when we're in these regression sessions and we're seeing things, are we kind of in the records at that point or is it something else? Really great question. And I would say based off of my experience as a practitioner, yes. Um, Time and time again, I have people, you know, sometimes clients will even say that they're in a great, like a great place of information. Mm -hmm. Um, um, They see libraries or I've had a lot of people go into like a cave where there's these scrolls. However, the subconscious, the higher self wants to present that information to that individual is how they will receive it. But it is the place of all knowledge. When with quantum healing, we are accessing the deepest part of, of us. And every single person has it. Some people call it intuition. It can be called the oversoul, the higher self, the subconscious. Whatever you want to refer to it, it is the same thing. But where the quantum aspect comes into place is when we make that connection, we are connecting with that part of us that resides beyond this realm. It doesn't understand time. That's what I've come to find. If I ask a time-based question, like when will this happen or how long, it does not understand because Mm -hmm. it's deciding and speaking through the client from the place beyond time. So hence the quantum. And that's the place where they're able to access the records of past 
present and future for that person's soul. And I'd like to go back a little bit and touch on something that you said. You mentioned BQH. I'm also a BQH practitioner. And sometimes a lot of people, they don't, they're not familiar with BQH. Um, So I'd like to kind of talk about both of them and differentiate between the two. Both uh, methods of healing. So BQH stands for Beyond Quantum Healing. And then there's the traditional Dolores Cannon Technique, which is QHHT. And that stands for Quantum Healing Hypnosis Technique. Both techniques are extremely profound and powerful. It is the deepest inner work that anybody can do on their life journey. I am convinced of that. I mean, I'm so convinced I left my career in the banking industry to pursue this. Um, The difference is, is that one is an online method and it's formatted for online sessions to help people in an online format. And then the other is more formatted and more suited for in-person sessions. However, both modalities incorporate the teachings, technique, and principles of of Dolores Cannon. All right. Yeah. I, the one that I had was in person and it was, it was just a, like, I years later will still get these like downloads and I'm like, Oh, that's what that meant. You know? So it's like, it it's, there's something that comes to life when you have the reading done. And sometimes it doesn't always make sense in that moment, but then, you know, you might just be like two years later and like someone says their name and you're like, wait, wait a second, you know, and <laughs> the dots will start connecting. So it almost is like, like you say, beyond time, like you have the session, you walk away, what's well, still impacting mm-hmm. you afterwards, yeah. which is really cool. Is, and and I absolutely love that you touched on that because just this week, I actually received two phone calls from clients who their session actually has been over a year ago, uh, was over a year ago. And both clients are like, Holy hell, <laughs> this session is still impacting me. So uh, one lady had called and she's like, oh my goodness, you know, stuff is starting to align. There's like little, you know, nuggets of information that came through when I did the session with you, but I didn't understand it then. And now it's all falling into place. And then she was like, you're such an amazing practitioner. And I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. let me stop you because why I love, you know, quantum healing so much is as the practitioner, I'm doing. I'm not doing anything. It is all you. It's self healing. It's self connection. Like I'm sitting on the sidelines. I'm basically getting you to that connection, and then after that, you're connecting to your higher self. Your higher self is giving you the information, taking us on the journey, showing us what you need to see. It's answering those questions for you. So I had to remind her. It's not about me. It's you know you brought that information forward, but it was still impacting her life and in a positive way. And then my other client who called me actually just two days ago tells me that he's been vibrating like in his upper left quadrant, like behind his shoulder has like vibrating since the session. And it's been getting like more and more intense. And I said, if I recall correctly, we did ask your higher self to raise your vibration. Mm. (laughs) He's like, yes, you were right. We did. And he's like, you know, it just for the session. And he's like, and now it's just getting so intense. And he's been like meditating a lot and, so it's really amazing, like the impact and how it can still impact you for years to come. I still listen to my first session. Sometimes I go back and I'll re-listen to it because stuff is applicable still now. Yes, same. Mm-hmm. Like I'll be in the records sometimes like, and then I'll ask questions about that first session and I'm still 
getting more. I mean, because this is like a whole life, like whole lifetimes. So there's all sorts. We think we've seen it, but we only get these glimpses, you know, in that hour time. And it's like you get just enough to, and it starts, you know, to explore um, even more within that particular lifetime and things like that. So um, what are some ways that this type of work can help with overcoming things like trauma and limiting beliefs? Yeah, you know, I want to tell a story about a client and how she overcame some trauma. So clients will come to me for a variety of reasons. Um, It could be health reasons. It could be to know their life purpose. They have questions just, or just for fun, just to see like what kind of past life experience they had. Mm -hmm. I had a young lady come to me and she had this real overwhelming sense of sadness and felt alone. Uh, She might've been struggling with maybe a little bit of depression Possibly we don't go that deep because I'm not a therapist. Um, And then she was also having some pain in her stomach, in the upper left-hand side of her stomach. Doctors couldn't figure out where it was coming from. Um, She had all these tests. She tried changing her diet. Couldn't figure out where it was coming from. And I was like, well, let's ask. We'll ask your higher self. And it was everything about the body. It will scan your body from head to toe. So when we begin the session, she regresses into a lifetime as a little girl. And she starts to whisper, you know, sometimes these people, they're very immersed in the sessions mm-hmm. and I think it's okay. You can speak up. And she's like, well, he'll hear me. And I was like, well, who will hear you? And it was her father. She's like, I'm standing outside the door. My dad says is on the phone and he's saying that mom just died. My mommy is dead and he doesn't know what to do with me. And so she starts to cry. And when we're regressing back to these experiences, you know, the client is there, they're fully immersed in, but we're releasing trauma. So she hints the sadness that came, that she was experiencing, the overwhelming sense of sadness um, was linked specifically to this lifetime. So we fast forward a little bit into the next scene. And this really got me. Uh, she regressed into a scene where she's at a parade and it sounded very similar. Um, and to say maybe like the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. It was a big city, big buildings, lots of people. And she said there's big floats, but she was scared. And I was like, well, why are you scared? She says, I can't find my dad. And then she starts to like, kind of like breathe a little heavier. She's like, he left me. He left me on purpose. He brought me here to leave me. And her father um, had left her there in the middle of this big crowd in this big city in this parade and she's scared and she was crying. So again, releasing some more of that trauma, we we do certain things as a practitioner, allow it to flow. Let's let it go. Let's release it. We don't need to carry it. Go on to the next scene. This time she'd been living on the streets for several years and had fallen into um, work um, as a prostitute and she was an addict and we have fast forwarded to the last day of the life because it's very important to go through the death scene to release trauma. And she's in, the, in an alleyway and, you know, uh, she's working. And it's, the guy ended up stabbing her in the stomach, right where she had been experiencing the pain in this lifetime. And I asked, I said, how old are you? She says, 27. I'm just getting chills because in this lifetime, she's 27. And not the pain that she would have been feeling manifested at the same age that she had been stabbed in that previous lifetime in the same spot. And so we go through the death scene and she she just releases it. It was like a big emotional whoosh of releasing that. And then I asked the higher self, you know, know, 
why did you bring this lifetime forward? Which I think, you know, it was pretty apparent why that one specifically came forward. And it's like to show her that she's strong and that she can overcome, you know, anything that she's going through in this lifetime and that she's been through much worse. And I asked, you know, can we alleviate the symptoms of the pain that she's experiencing in the stomach? And I said, yes, we can let that go now. And to this day, I mean, I talked to her just a few months ago and she said that she hasn't had the pain anymore. So that right there to answer your question, like, yes, I mean, there's so much healing um, that can come through in a session and, and it can manifest in different ways. Right. It's really healing you, you know, on all of these levels. I feel like that's where the quantum it's, you know, it's physical, it's spiritual, it's emotional, it's mental. I mean, and it's almost like you're not fully aware of how deep sometimes like after some of the work that I had done, I noticed even though I wasn't work like the goal wasn't on like social anxiety or uh, public speaking. But later I was like, I looked back and I was like, you know, I'm not as scared of public speaking. And it was like, I didn't even realize that that might have gotten like lumped together <laughs> with um, some of the mm-hmm. other healing. So it actually took me a minute. And I was like, I wonder if if it started when all of this started, you know, and then as I became more aware of some of the causes of this or that and like this healed and then now this is also healed. And I didn't even realize they were connected. You know, it's so wild um it is and sometimes those connections or those aha connections come through later because mm-hmm. and the higher self knows that it always knows exactly what you need to know or see in your session whether it's for that specific moment or for a little bit later in you know down in your journey yeah yeah so do you ever have people that don't go into like past lives that stay in the present or does almost everybody um, go into some kind of past life experience with you? You know, everyone's different. Sometimes in, again, just kind of connected with what I just said, the subconscious knows exactly what you need to see. So sometimes it's not always a past life. I have people who've regressed to this life because that is what they needed to heal from um, past life regression is a great uh, therapy for emotional healing and and trauma release. It doesn't always end up being like that. Sometimes it's just a fun journey of the soul. But if the body and mind needs to heal, the subconscious will bring us there. And so, yes, I've had a lot of people come forward and, and heal from trauma during this lifetime. I had a client who regressed to a cafeteria incident in school that she had completely forgotten about where this boy named Billy, Billy, I don't know why his name (laughs) was like bullying her and had the pants her in the cafeteria. And she was holding on to that. And she said, after the session, she's like, I haven't thought about that since fifth grade. And I'm like, well, it was impacting you on some level. She was, she, she was, you know, crying and releasing a lot. And I said, that's what you need to experience and revisit today. So yes, you know, sometimes we go um, to the current life. Mm -hmm. I love the past life regressions. I mean, they're amazing. They're fun. Um, You know, we can always, you know, verify stuff, not always, um, but usually, you know, stuff is verifiable depending on how far back we go. And sometimes we go to life on other planets. That's really common. Uh, that's been coming through a lot lately, actually. Too, so. <laughs> that was actually one of the questions I wrote down was, um, do you ever regress people back to other planets? What are some of the things that have come through um, with that for you? 
That's so fun. I love it. And when someone comes, you know, through my door or when we, they pop on my screen, I'm always like, oh my goodness, where are we going today? It's just, it's, you know, travel of the soul. And yes, so one of the most common places that we go or many of my clients have gone to, and I'm going to just label it as, I'm pretty convinced that it's like a future version of Mars because that's really what it sounds like. It's like Elon Musk's Mars, you know, um, it's very futuristic. So a lot of my clients will go to this planet. It's the red planet. The sky is red and it's like a dusty, deserty background. And they all say the same thing. So once I kind of realize that this is where we're at, I will bring forward the same question so that I could compare with my other clients. Um, mind you, they don't know each other, my clients, but the subconscious will give me the same information time and time again. You know, this description of the terrain. Um, this society lives inside of kind of like a... I'm going to say like a bubble, but it's like a protective, um, like a protective uh, type of, what do I want to say, like force. And it is very high tech. So in this society, it is non-monetary. And everyone has a role to contribute to, to society. And they are working uh, to try to figure out a way for them to live outside of the bubble of the society that they're in because they want to be able to live outside on the terrain. So that seems to be like one of the common um, objectives. There's a lot of science-based uh, people. Everything runs magnetic on like a railway. Uh, as far as like the technology, there's trams and trains. And then the food that they eat is vegetables, like root-like vegetables. And I've asked everybody, like, well, how do you get the food? Where does it come from? And they all say the same thing that they it's they push a button and it appears. <laughs> Sounds like Star Trek, but this is what people tell me. And so that's really common is the red planet. Uh, also, a lot of my clients have regressed to um, Lemuria mm -hmm. is really common. Uh, and that's pretty, I would say those are the two most common places. Recently, more stuff has been coming through in the between life ex um, exploration. So once we do the past life part and we go through the death scene or we go, through, you know, we conclude that portion of the session and like to hang out and see what happens. And that's really where the interesting stuff occurs. We're, you know, having meetings with the Galactic Federation. Um, spaceships are coming and picking up people and taking them home. <laughs> and their soul family is arriving. Spirit guides, loved ones. Like there's a lot that's happening in that between life exploration space. Um Honestly, anything is game. So that's really why I love this work so much is because it's exciting, it's fun, and every session is unique and different. Yeah. Have you ever had anyone go to an underwater world? Not yet. I have not. However, I just had a um, a practitioner on my podcast, and she has. She's okay. had several clients regress to an underwater world, and she says that she's had mermaids come through her session. So I was like, I want a mermaid to come through one of my sessions, but I have not had that. You know, what's really interesting, though, is that us as practitioners, we tend to attract certain people. Mm -hmm. And we were talking about that, like the trends. Um, you know, one part of my childhood, which at the time growing up was pretty traumatic for me, um, is, you know, my mom was like real heavy into alien abduction, which as a kid, that's scary. Like. <laughs> You know, that's real scary. I get, um, but I spent a lot of time going to MUFON conventions as like a nine-year-old, you know, and taking pictures and stuff of the sky with her and um, learning a lot. I mean, it was part of my childhood. And But now I understand that there was a reason for that. I was being prepared because a lot of my clients who tend to find me and who are 
just resonate with me are alien abductees. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> well, I'm your girl. I, I've been pretty well versed in that. So I tend to get a lot of people who have missing time or abduction experiences where she um, is a practitioner who uh, attracts a lot of ancient Egypt on um, people who regress to lifetimes there will somehow she gets a lot of those. And so it's real interesting how, um, Certain people are attracted to us for different reasons. And I think a lot of it has to do with our our soul's journey or, um, you know, maybe trauma or things that have happened in this current life, you know, to us as practitioners. Right. Or maybe just they're kind of a part of the soul group. And so energetically they're resonating and they don't necessarily know why, you know. So one of my exactly. <laughs> regressions was an underwater world. And one week after I had my session, someone that I have never talked to before that, I, and I hadn't shared my experience or anything. This was before the podcast. She contacted me and she was like, I just had this memory of this underwater world. And she started explaining it. And I was like, I cannot believe that you just contacted me and started explaining this. Because I, if you had told me this two weeks ago, I, you know, I'm pretty open-minded, but I wouldn't have known what she was talking about until I had my own experience. And then I felt like when I had the session that somehow maybe I sent out a signal or, you know, I opened up that part of myself and then people started finding me. And another one was Lemuria. And then people would be like, do you know anything about Lemuria? And I was like, well, uh, I mean, I do now that I've been there, (laughs) um, but it's so weird. It's like once you access it, you pull more of that, the the people that resonate with that vibration to you and they, they start looking for you or something. It's really wild. Uh, that is so cool. I really want to have one of my clients regress to a water world. <laughs> yeah. Yes, so- I'll, I'll let you know when that happens. <laughs> yeah, it was uh-huh. it was underwater, but there was also like people were growing and shrinking kind of like the way that we breathe but their body would get big on an inhale and like kind of shrink down on the exhale and I was like this is really weird I'd never seen anything like it and one of the people was like um oh what are the like the stingrays and her she had these flappy arms and she would give me a hug you know wrap her little wing around me (laughs) and I just I was blown away because as she was regressing you know and I was going through time and space. I hit this wall and then I got sucked mm-hmm. in, but it was like going through jello. And I was like, oh my gosh. And then she started asking me about the terrain. And I was like, I'm underwater right now. <laughs> and like, it took me a minute and I was That's like, so everything's cool. flowing. Like I'm underwater, but it didn't, you know, it felt like I was breathing just regular. So it took, it was very disorienting. And it was the weirdest life, past life I've ever went to. Um, but the person, like the mother in that lifetime, they said that she's still there right now and she's an ancient oh. one and she is still in that form at this moment and that I can connect to her, you know, when I need that love and like nurturance that she's still accessible, which was so interesting to think about how time's so weird, you know, how, how that was like in my past, but she's still there. So that makes me think of with Dolores Cannon with Nostradamus, how she's talking. And she's like, I don't know if this is the past anymore. I feel like I'm talking to him, but it's present for him. But it's past Mm -hmm. for me. And so that's so interesting. Do you have things like that happen where it feels like, okay, it's the past, but it's also present? 
Yes. And that's actually a really good question because through my experience as a practitioner, you know, I like to fact find and gather information and, you know, my analytical mind, you know, I'm a practical person. Part of me sometimes I try to debunk my own sessions, <laughs> but, but then I got, and the more I try to do that though, the more I find truths and realities come forward. So um, one thing that, that I have tried as a, um, that I have been gathering information on as a practitioner is time. And it's my conclusion through my sessions is that time is happening all at once simultaneously. And hence, again, the quantum, I'll go back to that quantum. So we're living past, present, future all at once. It's like, a you know, like in the blink of an eye and a finger snap. So something that might seem as the past to us in this, you know, three-dimensional world where we've created time is technically is now. And the future is now and, you know, other dimensions and realms is all happening now. And so it's it can be kind of a hard concept for us to wrap our human mind around. But I think that it's coming forward even more so now. I've heard other practitioners coming forth and saying the same thing, that, that that's what they're realizing as well. And then there's a movie that recently came out. I don't know if you've seen it. It's called Everything Happening All at Once. And I was like, oh, my goodness, this is very similar to, I mean, the movie was like a little bit sci-fi, but it's like really similar to the concept behind that movie is like really aligns with what my understanding of of time is, is that it truly is quantum, meaning everything is just occurring. Right. So it makes me wonder that like when I'm in these sessions and when I go back, say Lemuria, Mm -hmm. is that more like remote viewing? Like, am I really, am I still alive? in that world because when I first went to Lemuria when I I entered that form one of my friends from that lifetime was in front of me and she was like whoa and I was like whoa you know (laughs) and she was right there as soon as I projected in and it was like it felt like it was happening in that moment and it felt like remote viewing because I'm like looking around and you know it's not a memory it didn't feel like a memory (laughs) Yeah, um, it's my professional ex- ex- opinion that, that yes, I would I would compare it. It's a good comparison. I would compare it to remote viewing is very similar to that. Like you very well could be living a lifetime right now as we're speaking in Lemuria still, you right. know, like a splinter of your soul, like an aspect of you. Right. And that's when you're reconnecting with it at all. It comes to life because your attention and your focus is there. And so it's like it makes it come alive because you are you know, looking right at it. (laughs) Yeah. But it's almost like, is there a past ever a version of us that we're not connected to in this reality? You know, even in the future, like the, the decisions that they're making, does it impact us? Like the woman that did the healing after the stabbing thing. So she does that. She heals in this life. Does that send healing back through time too? you know, as she makes peace with that? Yeah, I mean, that that's actually a good question, you know, and uh, through my research, you know, that's the type of information that I'm really like tracking and taking note of. And you know, those are quite good questions to ask the subconscious higher self, like, you know, are we healing her on the soul level? You know, mm-hmm. how is that going to impact her in that previous life? Is she going to be able to let go of that sadness? Or will she always be carrying that perpetually on in that lifetime? And so, you know, those are just things as practitioners, I think that, you know, we're all kind of trying to figure out. It's like this big puzzle. And I don't know if we'll ever have all the answers, <laughs> mm-hmm. but that's the fun of it, right? And, yeah. you know, I love how you said that, you know, for you, that your experience was very visual because not everybody does see things. Like myself, even as a practitioner, I don't see anything. I feel. 
And so that's one thing too is, you know, a good practitioner will invoke all of the senses like sight, sound, smell, taste, feelings. Um, because if, you know, if I tried to see something, I think my aunt, for me personally, my analytical mind would kick in and that would sabotage my session because I'd be too busy trying to analyze. I'm supposed to see something. So for me, I go on my feelings. Oh, I feel this way and this emotion is coming up and then it kind of just starts to flow. And so it can really be different for any, for everybody, um, a session. So if anyone's out there who's had a session, you know, and maybe you don't see something that is okay. And that is normal. Sometimes people don't even feel anything. They just, um, I've had people like, we will put their, I'll be like, put your hand out and they, they touch around. And they, and they actually like can physically feel stuff and then they describe what they're feeling. So it, there's all different types of, of ways that we can explore, you know, the quantum realms in our sessions. That's so cool. I love that. I love the different forms that it takes and how people can uh, experience it in all these different ways. Um, so you've talked about the pattern with multiple people talking about Mars. I know Dolores Cannon with some of her books, she would do the session at the end. It was almost like it was for her, like the coming through that person was giving her information for the book that she was writing. Do you notice like these overlapping patterns where it's like you have, you know, something that you're kind of intentionally waiting around for, like a bit of information at the end of the session or something like that you get the answer to? Yes. Yes, I do. I hope that it comes through, but it's really important um, as a practitioner to never ask questions for yourself. Mm -hmm. um like if the client has information that needs to come through for you it will come through for you if it's meant to be and I think you know some practitioners I don't want to speak on behalf of them but some of them may not follow that but for me like my sessions are about my client and so yes I do hope that you know information comes through for me and it does sometimes like I had a, a client the other day channel a message from Dolores Cannon, it was specifically for me. And I was like, oh my goodness, <laughs> like Dolores <laughs> is here. Like she came through and she was, you know, giving me some advice and information. Uh, and so, yes, I do hope that that stuff does come through. But as a practitioner, I would never uh, lead the client there. And that's really important is that we never lead the clients. Um, it's important that we ask like open-ended questions and that the information is being told to us and that we're not like guiding or leading. So Right. Uh, to answer your question, I do hope that some more information comes through. So I'm patiently waiting. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. I I did. I've read quite a bit of her books where she's mm -hmm. like, it just, she, I don't think she was even asking. I think just like you, I think it, it was like at the end, then, you mm -hmm. know, Nostradamus might come through like for the last five minutes. And it's like started right where he had left off with this last session. And to me, I feel like that validates it right there, because if these are different people, you know, totally different backgrounds and they are connecting these dots for you like that. And I mean, I like the proof is in the pudding, I guess, right there, because you're like, this person right. didn't know what that person said. I mean, that's a great, you know, topic to, to touch on. I'd like to talk about validation and how as a past life regressionist, we do validate sessions because as I mentioned earlier, the logical part of me, you know, I come from an analytical background, you know, I was in, heck, I was in the banking industry. I want to try to debunk some of this, but I can't, <laughs> you know? Um, and so the ways that I validate stuff as a past life regressionist or just quantum healing in general is a few things. Number one, feelings. My clients who are going through these experiences, there are, have a lot of emotion that's being processed. 
you know, sometimes there's anger, sometimes there's sadness, grief, lots of crying. When you're in a deep hypnotic state like that, you cannot fake those emotions. They're they're real. They're genuine. And you're not going to fake that to yourself anyways. Um, number two, facts and data that happens to come through. I had a client once regress to a time in the Civil War. She When she described where she was at and she had described the uniform that she was wearing and she had this button that she was carrying around in her pocket she kept feeling the button because it would comfort her. Like kind of think like a kid with a blankie that rubs the blankie. Mm-hmm. And she was like scared and her friend, she just lost her childhood friend in the war and she wanted to go home. Well, she was a he in this lifetime. It was a revolutionary war. And afterwards, um, she's like, I want to tell you more about the button. I felt the number on it. Oh, shoot. It was like one of the say it was like number 12. But she told me what the number was and I can't think of it now. But we were able to actually go online and find a uniform. And it matched the exact description. And then the article we found actually talked about the button and the Roman numeral that was engraved on the button um, represented something. And so we verified that. And it's interesting, you know, so depending on the time period, we can often find verifiable facts. I've also been able to locate newspaper articles. So if somebody, you know, regresses to a place and let's say they're walking down the street in New York, I'll be like, hey, do you happen to see like a newspaper stand? Like, what's the title today? Um, depending on like when the date is and sometimes we can go back and find that so we're always able to get little nuggets of information that that we're, that we're able to verify and to validate and to your point um, synchronicities I have clients that don't know each other and time and time again the subconscious mind will tell me the same things right which is so wild yeah um, <laughs> the the it's really cool when you go to a time period where you can validate it like that I had one time period and it was 1800s in the oxford area and they've kept it very historical uh, so when i went to look at images of that location i was like wow this is the same road like to the point where i could see the road that it was like cobblestone and, and it's still like that mm-hmm. today because they've kept the it as historic as possible and i'm just like okay i've never ever seen this before i could not have made that up i've never been to europe or anything like that you know so i just feel like that's when it's fun you know and we had a very similar session um a couple weeks ago uh, i did with a client where she regressed somewhere in, uh, in ireland and i asked her to look and if she could by chance see the street name and she told me the street name and we were able to pull it up um, and the house was gone that, that she regressed to, but the street was still there. And then there was still some like identifiable markers that we were able to see. And she was like, oh, my goodness, that's so crazy. And I was like, yeah, it's <laughs> so fun. It's so fun. It is. Um, so what are some ways doing this work can help people really step into their purpose in this present lifetime? Absolutely. You know, it changed everything for me. That's why I'm so passionate. It I'm the person who stepped into purpose in this lifetime specifically because of my quantum healing session. The number one question that my clients come to me, and I would be absolutely shocked if someone did not have this on their list, <laughs> is what is my life purpose? And your higher self knows the answer. Mm-hmm. And so when I asked that question, or my practitioner, excuse me, asked that question while I was deep in the hypnotic state, and my subconscious came forward and said, her purpose is to become a practitioner, to spread this work, to do the, you know, to help others heal. 
help others find their life purpose, their life journey. So if anyone is you know interested in having a quantum healing session, you know, don't be afraid to ask that because you're going to get the answer. And you know, sometimes it doesn't happen right away. Again, you know, for me, I did go back for a couple of years back into that nine to five world because it, it, I wasn't ready yet. And my higher self did actually say she's not ready yet, but it will happen. And when it was time for it to happen, you know, sitting out there in front of the bank that morning, <laughs> drinking vodka and my coffee and my higher self was like, it's time. I knew exactly what it meant. It was like, I was, I want to say like a sleeper that was like awakened. <laughs> Right, right. It's like the seed had been planted and it just needed some time to grow. And then when it's like one day you just can't avoid it anymore. It's like you're like, I trust this now. Like I've I've had the validation. I know this isn't the life for me, you know, and it's like yeah. makes you more confident to step into it because you're like, well, it can't get worse than this. <laughs> Even if I become the weird, you know, uh, alien quantum girl or whatever. Let's talk about that because I really do want to address that. And I think that, you know, you're mentioning that, and I felt that way too, fear, fear of judgment. I'm going to tell you right now that that really, it did keep me at bay for a long time. And even now I'm struggling with that still. I mean, we're all growing and learning. Like I still have fear of judgment. I had a party at my house a couple of weeks ago for my son's birthday and family members were asking me what I do. And I don't tell anyone what I do. I think that they think I like sit at home all day and play with my dog and I do nothing. Like I'm the girl that does nothing. Um, And I felt myself tense up because I didn't want to share my work because fear of judgment, I think is definitely one of those reasons. Like to your point, you're going to think I'm the weird quantum alien girl. And, you know, I don't, I don't know. And I don't want that negativity. I think it's also too, it's the negativity. I don't want the judgment, the negativity, the comments, you know, surrounding my work. I just don't want to be free of that. But eventually I'm going to have to come forward and like, you know, I mean, I have a podcast now and I'm all over social. So I think it's going to come forward eventually what I do. (laughs) Yeah. But, um, you know, don't want, yeah, we all, I think, go through that. And so if anyone is listening to this right now and they're receiving the call or wanting to step into their life purpose, no, you don't have to share your work with everybody. If it's not aligning for you or if that person isn't going to have a positive response or is going to come at you with negativity, you know, it's okay, I I think, you know, to not divulge 100% what you do. So, Yeah, I'm just now really coming out as like an Akashic Record reader, but that's you know, people have these, their own conception of it. And when you keep it at the book of life and that it's like, you know, there's angel and they like that aspect of it. But then when we start talking about extraterrestrials and spaceships and stuff like that, like that's when it's like, you know, (laughs) but I've just been trying to say, you know, if it comes forward, then there's a reason for that. And sometimes I'll ask the records and I'll say, should I share this one? And sometimes they'll say yes. Or sometimes they'll say, maybe, share this one later that like the public might not be ready for this particular information but I just kind of let them guide me and I always ask them before I share any far out stuff because I'm like is this going to cause backlash or are people going to judge me but I feel like you know the more we move into that age of Aquarius like the more this kind of stuff's going to be more normal Mm -hmm. and we're kind of like the way showers you know we're like if we've stepped out of our comfort zone we've embraced it and we're very sane and grounded and stable and productive you know we're not just some far out hippie people that like you know what I mean I feel like sometimes the hippie like movement 
kind of holds us back because that's what people think of as soon as they hear these far out things and they're like, okay, Mm -hmm. okay, she must be, you know, strung out or something. But it's like, no, I I don't do any drugs. (laughs) I'm very grounded person. You know, I have a game plan every day. I am very clean, you know, but it's like they have these these preconceptions. But I think the more people like us step out and we're just normal people, like we're not flashy or, you know, we're not doing it for some ego trip it's like this is our passion like this is our heart's desire (laughs) you know there's nothing else for us to do and but I think it's important for them to see people that are grounded giving this information and not just some person at a rave that you know they you know like that can't be the only people that are talking about this stuff (laughs) right so much of what you just said really aligns and resonates with me too because I, I definitely consider myself more practical and more grounded. I'm not an overly woo-woo person. I, I personally don't identify with the woo-woo. I, um, it just doesn't align for me, you know? And I think that you're you're right. The more and more people like us are stepping forward into this line of work and we're at the forefront. Like me and you are like, we're doing this, you know, we're, you know, we're leading the way and it's okay. Like we're still here. um you know and I think for me I just keep telling myself because again you know I still kind of struggling with that fear of judgment it's something that I'm working on but I have to remind myself that even if I was still doing like the job that made me miserable that everyone thought I should be doing I would still be judged right because everyone's judging us all the time whether you know it's human nature I could be like the most model citizen in the world and have like perfect family and perfect job. And I would still be judged. Like, oh, she thinks she's perfect. Would probably be the judgment. So regardless of what you do, we're all, someone, we're all going to have, you know, people who judge us or who think a certain way about us. So why care? That's what I'm like repeatedly telling myself. I just need to let that go because they're going to judge me regardless of what I do or don't do. Right. So the focus is, are you judging you like for doing the thing that makes you unhappy that, you know, you know how it's going to end and you're still doing it. So it's like, worry about like how you're judging yourself, you know, um, yeah, let that be the, no. the call. Yeah. And I would imagine there's a lot of people listening to this who, who might feel stuck and doing that, you know, I'll say that I stayed in my career so long because everyone else thought I needed to do that. I knew I was miserable. I mean, for heaven's sake, like I look back now, I might have, I never thought I was a depressed person, but I think I was. I mean, who stays in bed all day on Sunday sobbing and crying? Right. A depressed person would, you know, and like I realized that now I was do I wasn't doing that for myself. I was living this life that others wanted me to live. You know, I love my father very, very much, but he was one that was like, you need to do this. Not everyone's happy in the world. It's, you know, you, you have a family to support. You need, you need medical insurance. And what's your family right. going to do? Like, he was like really putting a lot of pressure on me. And um, he doesn't know what I do now. I don't even open up and share that. He thinks I, I think he's one of the people who thinks I stay at home with my dogs. <laughs> <laughs> because <laughs> like I, I i still i still get you know pressure to go back and get you know a job like make it easily step into a vice president role at a bank but that's not what makes me happy i don't i don't want to do that right so. and i feel like when we connect to our higher selves you know i have that doubt sometimes i'm like okay i need to make more money or i need to be different and then i step into the records and connect with my higher self so similar to how you have that access to the higher self and it will help me understand like you are safe, the money will come. And and it just kind of like reconfirms it over and over again. And it's okay to have that doubt. Sometimes it's okay to, to not 
know or to not have that full trust. But then we go back and tune into that higher aspect of ourselves. And it's like, no, you are safe. This is right. You know, and it, I can't tell you how many times I go into the records and I feel like they're just telling me the same thing over and over. They're like, once again, like, don't you get it yet? <laughs> and, but, but no, like, with it. we all, we all have those moments of doubt, you know, even myself, I'll, I'll be transparent. Sometimes I doubt too. I'm like, am I doing the right thing? And she just earlier today, I received a message from a fellow practitioner and she says, I want you to know, like literally it was like 20 minutes before I hopped on this call with you. She says, I want you to know I've had a lot of sessions now through the practitioner exchange network and your session, like you're a skilled practitioner. And I felt like I needed to tell you that. And I said, stop. Are you serious? Like, because I've been like doubting today. Like today is like one of my days of doubt. We all are allowed to have our moments. But some part of me was like, man, am I doing the right thing? Like, am I good at this? And she's like, I'm going to tell you, I've had like at least 30, 40 sessions, like over the last you know, two years and yours was one of the most impactful. So I was like, wow, sometimes we just need to hear that. And it comes through like when you need to hear it, but we all have our moments of doubt. And um, yeah, those reminders that come through, I'm like, okay, all right, I have to keep tracking along one day at a time. <laughs> right. Yeah. One day at a time. I think that's the key. Mm-hmm. Um, so could you explain like the layout of a session with you and what people can expect in a session? That's a great question. Thanks for asking. Um, because I think some people here with quantum healing hypnosis technique and it, it's a little bit long and they get overwhelmed. So layout in a session, first and foremost, and this is really the most important part of the session. Do you need to become you need to really be ready? You need to come open, raw, and ready to share. Uh, I'm gonna talk to you for two hours because the more that you open up and you tell me about your journey and your life experiences and we connect. The more your higher self, the more your subconscious is going to feel comfortable coming forward and sharing those important, you know, life, the important life advice that you're seeking. Um, If you can't talk to me and open up to me one-on-one, your higher self sure the heck isn't going to come through in the session for me. So it's really important. There's no judgment. It's a safe place. There's absolutely nothing that anybody can say that I probably haven't heard. And mm-hmm. so that's the, really the most important part of the session. Uh, once we do begin hypnosis and the regression, we are going to journey through past life. Um, again, as we talked about earlier, though, your subconscious is in the driver's seat. It might bring forward a current life memory or future life, but it usually is a past life. We're going to go through that death scene, that death experience. And don't be afraid of it because it's beautiful. When we actually find that death is a serene experience, even if it seems traumatic to you know the human mind trying to process it on the other side it's always a like wow you know i feel and then it's very serene experience and after that we're going to go into the between life exploration i like to just kind of hang out and say like hey where are we what's coming through and we journey sometimes to really amazing places or you know loved ones who have passed will come through often pets pets even come through uh you know what do you think can happen in that space And then we move into the healing part. I will ask your higher self to come forward and scan your entire body, looking for um, any health concerns, uh, trapped emotions, things that we need to be aware of, uh, blocked chakras. Uh, We really do a lot of work in that space. I've had people heal their lower back and and their knees from pain. Uh, We've released lots of trauma. We've unblocked, you know, the throat chakra is very commonly blocked. 
And we find, you know, that fear, fear likes to hide in the mind and cause headaches. And so there's lots of healing that can happen in that place. And then I think really, I really do think my favorite part of the session is the end <laughs> where um, when you come forward to me as a client, you're going to give me a list of questions, um, your most important life questions, anything that you want to know the answer to. And I'm going to read off those questions with, uh, to your higher self, and it's going to respond and give you, you know, all that important life advice you're seeking. And then everything is audio recorded. So you get to hear yourself speaking through your body, your higher self. And sometimes people message me, they're like, that was me talking because your higher self will sometimes take on a very robotic type of response. Um, And it's not like your typical personality coming through. So everything's audio recorded and send it to you at the end. It's a four hour journey of deep spiritual exploration and it's life altering. That's beautiful. Yeah, I feel like just just going through that death scene is so important because I think death is the greatest fear that we all have because it's unknown. And so, you know, now that I have went through the experience of dying while I was alive, it's really helped me process, you know, this is going to happen again, but I've already done this. And so Mm -hmm. it takes so Mm -hmm. much fear around the biggest thing that we fear, you know, as humans. So I feel like that's healing just in itself, you know. It is. And thank you for validating that because, you know, I've journeyed through the death experience with hundreds of clients now and it, I'm not scared. <laughs> you know, I'm definitely not scared of it because, you know, it ends up being such a transformative, beautiful, serene experience. It really, it really is. It's nothing to fear. And then right. to your point, it's going to happen. We've done it before. Right. And you know that because you can access these past lives, that this mm-hmm. version of you that's alive right now, still exist in time in some version of time and so if you get sad and you really want to go back like you can actually go back and see it and visit it and so I feel like that's comforting because you're like well I could you know go back into time and see my dad you know and me be this age if I really wanted to you know our souls can go wherever they want so it's like it always exists you know and I feel called to share to your point um when we experience a past life, those memories are really ingrained with us. Like sometimes I can't, like it's just as vivid as this current life memories, some of the past lives that I've journeyed to. And oftentimes my clients will reconnect with uh, children in those lives or even um, spouses. And sometimes they'll start crying. I'm like, why are you crying? I didn't realize I missed them so much. Yeah. And we can always go back and connect um, once we carry that memory on with us. We always have that connection in this lifetime. Yes. And that's such a beautiful thing to just trust and to know that. I feel mm-hmm. like it just, I don't know, there's an ease about just knowing that. So, um, yeah, that's beautiful. Um, so what's the best way for our listeners to follow you, support your work, or book a healing session with you? Thank you for asking. So I am on Instagram and TikTok. My handle is I am Jennifer Mitchell. They can always reach out to me there um, if they have any questions or just want to follow me. And if you're interested in a session, if you're feeling called to it, more than likely that is your higher self nudging you because it has a message for you. Um, they've definitely come to realize, you know, that people will often tell me that if you can find me online my website is the soul experiences and experiences is plural so the soul experiences.com all right beautiful 
Well, thank you so much for taking this time to share your work and journey with us. This has been a wonderful episode. Well, thank you for having me on. It's really been a beautiful conversation. I enjoyed it so much. Yes. And thank you all for tuning in. Check us out next time on the Astral Hour.